Hello everyone. Uh, welcome to another edition of the Startup Operator Weekly Roundup. I'm Gunjan Saha and joining us today is Roshan Karyapur to discuss the week's hottest takes from the Indian startup ecosystem. Uh, we're off to a great start in June as venture funding continues to increase and we see more startups entering the coveted unicorn club. In this week, we'll be having 15 unicorns uh, in 2021's kitty already. And uh, apart from that, highlights from the week include fundraising by two unicorns, Urban Company and Delivery. Urban Company being the new one, along with big ticket investments across Agritech, which is Farmart, an e-commerce brand called Mensa Brands, and of course, SaaS. Uh, and under SaaS, we have Lambda Test. Stay tuned as we go through the biggest startup headlines from the week and understand what are some upcoming trends that we foresee coming. Let's get started. Hi, Roshan. How are you doing? It's a cool t-shirt that you're wearing, I see today. Hey, thanks, Gujan. Uh, shout out to Abhinav Chikara and uh, 10K designers for a super cool t-shirt that they've given me. Uh, yeah, I've been wearing it for days. So really looking forward to all of the interesting news and events uh, that we're going to cover this week. So uh, I think it has become, I think we should kind of expect that every week we'll now have a new unicorn in the ecosystem. The latest one, as I mentioned, is Urban Company. They raised a Series F round recently, which was led by Process Ventures, Dragoneer and Wellington Management, while Buy Capital, Tiger Global and Steadview participated in the round. Now with this Series F fundraise, the Urban Company's valuation rises to approximately $2.1 billion. Startup has expanded across markets and countries, and today they operate in 35 cities in India, Singapore, Australia, UAE, and uh, the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. So what's interesting is uh, Urban Clap's operating model. They focus on service professionals with the aim of turning them into micro-entrepreneurs, which helps them multiply their earnings by 2 to 3x. And it's also true, I mean, given the number of partners that are active on the platform, they have close to 35,000 active service partners in the urban company platform across the globe. Now, uh, you know, we spoke about urban company just a month back, right? And it's again, one of those businesses that have revived handsomely post the pandemic hitting them badly. And uh, I think we had someone from uh, Axel who had come and talked about uh, urban company. Sorry, yeah, so, yeah, so we had discussed uh, some of this uh... In an episode with Anant Vidur Puri of Besama Ventures, uh, he works with uh, the urban company team pretty closely. And, uh, you know, he had some firsthand uh, experience of, you know, what happened during the pandemic and so on. Uh, you're right. I mean, we discussed uh, urban company uh, just about a month back, I would uh, assume, right? And uh, the pandemic happened and their business in March and April literally went to zero. Uh, and 15, 20% of their partners also migrated, uh, right? And since then, you know, over the course of the year, they've just come back really, really well. Uh, they doubled their business uh, uh, and they were looking to grow by over 50% uh, uh, quarterly, I would assume, right? And uh, uh, they've done really, really well. And uh, I've operated in the home services space and, you know, I can tell you it's super, super difficult, right? It's a very, very difficult to uh, difficult to run kind of a business uh, because, you know, uh, quality control, standardizing processes at scale, and then inducing your lo loyalty with partners, you know, so that, you know, your successful partners don't just like carve out your customers and take them elsewhere, right? Uh, is is very, very difficult. Uh, so it's amazing. I mean, I've had personal experience over the last uh, year as well, ordering more than a couple of times. Uh, I'm due for a haircut, so I'll probably order again, right? Uh, but, you know, they take all uh, safety precautions. The person comes in a PPE kit and, uh, uh, you know, again, doing this across uh, the multiple thousands of partners that they have, 
uh, is is a huge challenge, right? Uh, last I checked, I think they had about five million customers operating in thirty five cities. Uh, majority of their um, service requests are electronic utility repair, like AC maintenance and repair, uh, and then there's the personal care in terms of hair and beauty and so on, right? So uh, this is this is something that will. Um, long stay post the pandemic as well, right? Because I think some behaviors have changed. Uh, we mentioned this earlier as well. So fantastic news and all the best to the uh, urban company team. And also many people consider urban company to be, you know, a category creator and it's be the first company of its type offering utility, but that was actually not the case. Uh, there were other companies in the market like Just Dial, Suleika, Housejoy, to name a few. But, you know, there was something different about urban company. Right, yeah. in terms of its customer service or even their business model, uh, like yeah. I read a trivia somewhere that the products which this which uh, these partners use, urban companies sells them at a discounted price to these folks, and that's how they charge their commission. Yeah, so, so they've they've been able to integrate end to end, right? I mean, so you're right. I mean, there were plenty of listings and directory businesses like Suleika and Justel. Uh, right, and and then you had the first wave of home services businesses with Housejoy. Uh, and so on and so forth. Uh, but, you know, I mean, as I said, it's a very difficult business to run, man. I mean, it's super difficult to run and kudos uh, uh, to them for having stayed the course and having grown in strength. Uh, it just shows you the amount of executional chops that they have uh, to be able to su be successful in this uh, business. Um, so kudos to the team and hopefully we'll talk to uh, one or more of the leadership uh, folks uh, in the days to come. So next up, we are delivery in the uh, news again. And I think this is setting the pace for their upcoming IPO. Uh, India's largest independent uh, logistics startup, Delivery, has raised $277 million. And uh, they're claiming it to be the final funding round before they file an IPO later this year. Uh, this was the Series H round, and it was led by Boston-headquartered uh, Fidelity with participation from uh, Singapore's sovereign wealth fund, GIC, Abu Dhabi's uh, Chimera, and UK's Bailey Gifford. So with a total of $1.23 billion raised to date, the logistics startup is currently valued approximately at $3.1 billion. Now, I don't know how many of people know this, but delivery actually began as a food delivery uh, platform. And uh, since then, it has to date has shifted to a full suite of logistics services and is present in over 2,300 Indian cities. And it covers more than 17,500 zip codes in uh, around the world. It's also among only a handful of Indian startups to digitize the demand and supply system in the logistics market through a freight exchange platform. Now, I know we have spoken about delivery quite a few times in the weekly roundup, but uh, I think uh, delivery will be completing 1 billion cumulative shipments till date uh, wow. in April 2021, and uh, it will be 10 years old this month. So, I mean, what an amazing story, right? Yeah, pretty fantastic, man. Pretty fantastic. And, you know, I liken it to missing the forest for the trees. Uh, while everyone of us were focused on the e-commerce uh, brands and so on, and rightly so, you know, they were raising huge amounts of money. They were impacting our lives. Uh, delivery was the classic uh, case of uh, building shovels in a gold rush. You know, uh, 10 years uh, founded back in 2011. Uh, they've been, you know, slowly hacking away at this problem. And it's a huge problem, right? This whole logistics problem. And they've invested significantly uh, on the back end. Uh, they have something like 75 packing warehouses, 24 automated sorting centers, 70 hubs, 2,500 delivery centers, 14,000 vehicles. I, I could go on, right? I mean, they have 40,000 plus employees. 
and uh, you know given that uh, people are going to uh, found businesses more easily now a lot of all these micro entrepreneurs small businesses uh, d2c brands coming up uh, delivery is going to be their plug and play logistic support right i mean that's what they position themselves as so yeah i mean it, it's it's a it's an amazing business and i'm really bullish about their business i think the last round was uh, uh, from softbank uh, was led by softbank and i think they've been right. you know for a while they've been positioning this as the last call in for investors uh, pre ipo uh, and they've been working towards cutting their losses they cut their losses by 84% apparently uh, right and uh, to about 280 crores uh, and they're positioning themselves um, for the ipo and they have like superb growth as well i mean they've grown about 75% or so uh, last year uh and and yeah. if you look at e-commerce itself which we'll talk about going forward uh in this round up the e-commerce space itself has uh, more than doubled in its growth right i mean it's gone from somewhere like 20 something percent to about 40% uh, uh growth last year which is pretty phenomenal and given everything that's happening i mean delivery is only bound to do well uh, so all the best uh, for the ipo and fingers crossed hope we all get allocation as well right so uh, i think that previous funding round was in december 2020 when it was valued at 2 billion dollars and within span of just a few months right their valuation increased by 50% so that just highlights amount of scale at which uh, the company is growing okay so this was a pretty interesting business model that i came across while researching for the round up Mensa Brands which is the new venture of former Mintra CEO and Medlife co-founder Anand Narayanan has raised around 50 million dollars in a mix of equity and debt. Uh the Series A round was led by Axel Partners, Falcon Edge Capital and Norwis Venture Partners and also included prominent angel investors such as Kunal Shah of Cred, Mukesh Bansal, Rahul Mehta of DST Global and Scott Schieffer of Tiger Global. Alteria Capital and Innovin Capital provided debt to the firm. Mensa aims to create a tech-led house of brands for e-commerce industries. What they do is they acquire brands that are primarily present through e-commerce marketplaces such as Amazon and Flipkart. It partners and invests in online-first brands and scales them exponentially. And accelerating the scale of mid-sized brands on Amazon has been really attracting a lot of notable interest from investors, especially from the US. If within the US markets only, if you look at a company called Thrasio. they have raised over 1 billion dollars in the last 3 years and have acquired more than 100 brands whereas tiger global and others have led a 150 million dollar round in branded and brought it out of its stealth mode on similar lines uh, the model is also picking up steam in india and besides mensa first try is i think also eyeing to raise 75 million dollars from softbank you know to get into this bandwagon So this is a pretty interesting business model uh, that I found, and Roshan, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Yeah, super interesting. Uh, before that, I think the previous highest seed raise was about fifty million, I think, by Vinny Bansal for Cult. And, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I was, I was just reminded of that. So if you look at Mensa's uh, homepage copy, right, they say you know, as a founder, you will get a lucrative, lucrative financial exit, see your brand become a household name, and continue to profit from its growth. which is you know what they plan to do right which is that fund and partner with these growing brands and help them scale um i think you know we have unfair data uh, or rather i mean mintra and all of those folks uh, have unfair data advantage uh, of you know what sells what doesn't sell so on and so forth right so they have all of this data that they can make their decisions on uh, and they've seen the and these folks have seen that scale also and so they they know what it takes to kind of scale these brands 
you saw Amazon launch the Sambhav fund of uh, 250 million for SMEs a yeah. uh, few weeks back. Then, I mean, we spoke about all this D2C phenomena, the e-commerce uh, growth and so on, right? As I said, you know, e-commerce has doubled uh, its growth. I mean, it grew 40% in 2020 compared to 23% in 2019. The gross merchandise value was $38 billion, up from $27 billion in 2019. Uh, so all of this, you know, and the, the number of people shopping online jumped from 135 to 135 million to 160 million. Uh, given that, given the fact that you know there's a hundred percent FDI in online marketplaces, all of this means that you know uh, the demand is going to pick up and it's going to only rise. And this is a very interesting way of uh, uh, you know picking your winners based on data and then riding it to scale, right? I think uh, uh, very very interesting business, I would say. And good to right. see that you know uh, small entrepreneurs, small businesses uh, really will uh, benefit from this. So next we have Parmat in the news, uh, with whose co-founder we had earlier spoken on the Startup Operator podcast. Uh, Parmat has backed a 2.4 million dollars in funding, uh, which is led by Omidya Network India and Avana Capital. Their existing investors, Indian Angel Network and Let's Venture, also took part in this round. For those who do not know Parmat, Parmat is a mobile-based agri-tech platform which was started in 2015 by Alex Angera. And uh, like I said, we had earlier hosted him in our podcast, so please do check that episode out. Parmat provides access to information, market linkages, and inputs to agri-retailers in a bid to help them to better serve farmers. Retailers can use the platform to digitize their workflow and uh, grow their businesses by offering agri-marketing support to to the farmers. Just within nine months of its launch, Farmart has onboarded close to ten thousand retailers and has access to more than four hundred thousand farmers across fifteen states in the country. Primarily, this funding will be used to focus on product development, user base expansion, and scaling its market linkage capabilities. For those who may not know, Farmart uh, started off as an Uber for tractor company. They used to uh, they Uberize uh, tractor lending in rural areas, and today they have pivoted to become more of a a platform to support farmers sell their wares. So, Roshan, you have spoken to Alec at length. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I was pretty happy to hear this. Uh, Alec is a great guy, and I really enjoyed talking to him. And we've been in touch, uh, you know, since the podcast as well. Um, it's a fantastic episode. I really would encourage people to uh, check out the AgriTech uh, episode and. Uh, i wish talek and he said uh, you know maybe your podcast was uh, the lucky charm which really you know uh, uh, i mean it was this it's probably the best thing that anyone has said about the podcast right i mean uh, seriously and also the uh, episode gave some memorable quotes also right i mean i remember yeah, alex sure. saying farmers are the only one who buys at retail and sells at wholesale and uh, yeah that quote has still been stuck with me and uh, you know the the amazon for farm produce or something of that sort right i think he mentioned that when talking about the platform uh, he also talked about you know how you have to uh, work backwards in terms of you know improving produce increasing traceability so on and so forth to actually improve margins uh, see we've spoken about the agri sector uh, before uh, in fact last week or the week before we covered ninja cart and uh, you know we've spoken about how much of wastage is there how much of uh, scope for optimization is there in the entire value chain uh, right and it's a non trivial problem to solve i mean you have to really when the problem is so huge you really have to pick you know what is it that you want to solve very well uh, and then you know go from there right because otherwise there's a temptation to do everything uh, all at once so that is something that you know uh, alec and his team have uh, done very well at uh, farmart so farmart uh, optimizes that value chain uh, provides access to information and then you know improves market linkage and then uh, 
helps these agri retailers uh, improve their revenue and uh, uh, revenue uh, from the yield right and helps farmers as well uh, and also there is a fair bit, fair bit of digitization in terms of the workflows and so on right so uh, that is happening as well and uh, this is i mean again you know you talk about found, product market founder fit right alec is another example so alec uh, you know comes from a development finance uh, background he has a good understanding of you know rural communities financial inclusion Uh, and he comes from a farming community himself uh, right uh, third generation or probably more than that uh, 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 has been involved in farming and again look at the the pivots that they have done right i mean from an uber to tractors to agri financing to now helping merchants build stronger relationships with farmers through the app and platform uh, they call themselves india's first micro saas platform for food distribution um and i'm really really excited for this man because so someone uh, you know about 50% of the population in some way or the other is involved in agriculture and uh, really improving uh, improving revenue on this improving revenue for farmers on this uh, and optimizing the value chain will be a huge huge positive for uh, the country at large so all the best i like looking forward to you know the many wonderful milestones uh, to come and uh, also i just add one more line i think today India has close to one thousand plus agri-tech startups, right? And majority of these companies were started, I think, post twenty eighteen, second half of twenty eighteen. And this is, and I think we'll be seeing many more of these startups as uh, rural internet penetration increases, and you know, we see more startups building for the Bharat users. So yeah, I think a lot of uh, exciting things coming up ahead. Okay, so next up we have Lambda Test in the news, uh, who had raised sixteen uh, million dollars in its latest round of funding. This fresh funds will be used to scale the company's testing ecosystem and build an advanced cloud infrastructure for users. Uh, Lambda Test is a testing infrastructure company that allows developers to test their websites and apps on browsers or in an operating system environment. They'll also broaden its reach by working with working more closely with developers. and uh, they'll be launching a suite of products for the tester community by end of the year and also of course the team will also be undergoing massive uh, uh, expansions throughout the year now since the company had launched the firm has engaged over 500000 developers in 132 countries and i'll stress on this now all of these people have performed over 20 million tests on the platform their customers include the likes of xerox cisco microsoft Deloitte, Media.net, Coca-Cola, Trep, SurveyMonkey, or the list just goes on, right? The names just keep getting bigger. Uh, Capgemini, Dashlane, and some others. So very interesting client list, and also very interesting product, right? Making testing cool again. What are your yeah, thoughts? Yeah, it's it's uh, pretty phenomenal, man. Uh, this is another very very interesting uh, piece of news uh, from this week. Um, Lambda Test operates along with the Browser Stack. I think they operate fairly in the same uh, space. And Browser Stack is one of our SaaS successes uh, from India, right? They've raised about 50 million funding. I think doing about north of 20 million in revenue ARR, I would say. Uh, and uh, while I think Browser Stack is more SMB focused, Lambda is more on the enterprise side of things. Uh, and look at the customers. Good God, I mean, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Amazon, Accenture, Walmart, Cisco, G, Microsoft. I mean. people would die to have these uh, uh, organizations as customers right and uh, uh, i was just looking at some of their app reviews and so on they have a fairly high rating on g2 and captera there's a lot of user love uh, and uh, you know jay singh and asad khan who are the uh, founders of uh, lambda have been serial entrepreneurs so it's really a no brainer to 
uh, no brainer that this you know funding has happened but i'm more excited about this whole developer tools market right and we spoke about this uh, during our episode uh, with samir bridge verma of nexus and nexus has done really well on this front as well um, so they have postman hasura in their uh, you know portfolio uh, although i think this is uh, the lambda testing one is uh, uh, the funding is by sequoia india i think so right. this is another case of you know building shovels in the gold rush right i mean developers uh are really killing it you know uh, i mean they're worth so much right now and building tools and applications for this market is uh, is is again i mean you're going to see that uh, grow tenfold uh, hundredfold i think uh, we just saw stack overflow getting acquired for a few billion dollars i think right uh, so yeah i'm really excited also, for this space and about, i think yeah so yeah, i just say i mean look at companies like postman right uh, look at companies like c2 who are building their products based on the users right for the developer community working with apis and all and yeah. the amount of scale that they have seen over the past years yeah it's it's amazing uh, you know what is it you said 500000 developers or something like that right Correct. i mean yeah. Uh, yeah so seriously and and given the number of developers we have in india right i mean the sheer breadth uh, you know it's it's a, it's again it's a very unfair advantage for indian startups to kind of build these developer tools because we have such a wide base of talent uh, and we could we could have early adopters uh, and and of course you know building for the world as such from india right so yeah fantastic news okay so next up we have news from probably one of indian startup ecosystem poster boy uh, bini bansal's a saas based consultancy firm x to 10x uh, which was set up in 2017 along with former ecard executives uh, they recently acquired human resources tech startup dockable now this acquisition strengthens x to 10x's product portfolio that includes 10x goals which is objectives and key results or okr strategy to execution platform and uh, 10x people who is which is an employee sentiment analysis and engagement platform now dockable drives business performance and organization culture with its core capabilities in employee performance management and with this acquisition uh, i think uh, x to 10x will allow a comprehensive solution for organizers to align company objectives with employee performance and uh, also manage feedback reviews all within a single uh, window x to 10x helps organizations scale with efficiency across business design okrs people and it also mentors growth stage startups in key aspects like design products human resource and culture uh, i think they work with over 150 brands and some of their clients include the likes of cred lucius misho cleartax danzo and upgrad this seems like a nice integration of product and services i think some, a question which we frequently ask in the podcast yeah. right no uh, x to 10x has been doing that right i mean they they kind of a consulting firm for startups looking to scale uh, that's that's their positioning and these folks have seen scale right uh, binni sakiran and neeraj uh, they worked at some of the largest uh, internet startups uh, in uh, yeah, in india right out of india and they've seen scale they've seen hyper growth and they've seen you know uh, how things break at uh, you know uh, when you go from the 1 to 10 to 10 to 100 journey right uh so no better uh, bunch of people advising you on this front anyway uh and i think dockable is that uh, product integration for their services and it will help them do a lot of these interventions uh, via technology right uh, uh, and lend a little bit of a method to the madness in some sense uh, and you know acquire the data required to you know revise and uh, 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 revise their uh, 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 prescriptions also 
so i think it's a it's a damn good uh, uh, sort of it's a very symbiotic sort of an acquisition i would say uh, we we used dockable before uh, <laughs> you know begrudgingly but uh, there is a certain merit to all of this you know because i think now given the whole remote and distributed scenario uh, it's even more important to align teams uh, uh, to okrs you know a uh, lot of the post hoc stuff uh, you you cannot afford to do these post hoc reviews anymore you have to align very very carefully and uh, any kind of uh, you know dissonance in your goals and activities uh, can mean that you know i mean can mean chaos right and literally and when you're when you're expected to grow at that hyper growth scale uh, it's super important uh, so i think dockable also adds a lot of remote capabilities for x10x itself so yeah very very mutually symbiotic uh, sort of a uh, acquisition and partnership i would say okay also this is a great segue to what uh, shridhar vambu sir had to say uh, on his twitter feed all great achievement comes from almost superhuman endurance and, and uh, i'm sure you have a lot of stories to share along these lines roshan i mean you are someone who i've seen you know if, if you picks up one idea you really squeeze it so until unless you see results right whether it's your fasting or your fitness regime so why don't you talk about some of these things um uh, yeah see the thing is that uh, if you look at the stories that we've covered also right i mean these are people who gone through so many pivots uh, to achieve whatever success they've achieved and i always feel that you know uh, a lot of perseverance uh, can come off as genius what people see as genius is actually a lot of perseverance uh, a lot of uh, good hearted rolling up the sleeves and working on the problem right and uh, often times i mean it's about converging on the right solution uh, so spend time picking the right problem to solve and then converge on that solution right i mean you may not have that uh, uh, solution up front when you start off and that's really what uh, i think you know vembu uh, sir is also talking about in terms of you know having that superhuman endurance and it's going to be tough right so get into this uh, for the right reasons be genuinely passionate about what you want to do uh, and then see it through so i guess that's how i would read it Yeah, I mean, all overnight successes have been like ten, five to ten years in the making. So. Exactly, especially startup successes. So, uh, Roshan, amazing episodes we put out uh, the previous week. I especially enjoyed the one with uh, Prakul Puff, and uh, how she uh, spoke about you know how she started off as a product, and only after you start off as a product could you truly become a platform uh, company. But uh, could you tell, uh, share some insights as to what episodes you'll be putting out this week with our listeners? Yeah. Uh, so Ashwini Ashokan is the founder CEO of Matchstreet Den, uh, which is an AI company that has found m- you know multiple different use cases, right? Uh, so View dot AI is one of their offerings, and then they're they're also uh, giving this AI stack. They're also offering this AI stack to companies right now, and I'm really looking forward to you know what people have to say about this. It was a very very comprehensive uh, uh, sort of a discussion on deep tech and SaaS and AI. and how founders can communicate the value proposition also find product market fit along the way uh, ashwini is a very active uh, you know advisor evangelist and uh, investor in the ecosystem in the saas ecosystem and her insights were really amazing uh, so i'm sure that people will appreciate that uh, kaus is a serial entrepreneur as well i mean she's had a couple of other uh, uh, startups uh, before and she comes with that whole makers mindset right and uh, it was very interesting to talk to her about that specifically uh, and you know how she's growing her business at mason uh, which operates in the shopify ecosystem so two very different uh, episodes uh, and two very interesting 
uh, episodes uh, lined up for the week ahead. Yeah, what interesting uh, names are Matt Sweden and Mason. <laughs> Alright, uh, so I think with this, we come to the end of this week's roundup. Uh, thank you to all the listeners for tuning in and uh, I hope you have a great week ahead. Roshan, thanks so much for uh, taking us through the news and any parting words from your side. Hey, this was fantastic as usual and uh, really look forward to all of your comments and suggestions, people. Uh, so do uh, do share all of these uh, on our social channels. We're at the Startup Operator on most platforms and uh, look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you.